Hello once again, welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Ron Medega. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merkzone, Mike Merkel. Yes. And, of course, we have the man, Kyle Budzanowski. Hey. Hey, what's going on, guys? Now, as you guys know, we debuted our new studio last week. We let everybody know about the new website, I'mAlwaysRightPC.com. How, how are the feedback so far from everybody? Have you guys heard anything positive, negative about the new uh, yeah, studio? I actually forgot about that. No? You, yeah, I actually guys, went to the website, though, the yeah? other day. How'd it look? Yeah, it Do you like really it? Good, yeah. yeah, I thought so, too. I, I Well, I put it together, so... <laughs> yeah. I hope you think it's nice. Yeah, I would hope so, right? Um, once again, I'm always right, PC.com. You can see our latest episodes, uh, where we're going to be at a specific sporting event. Obviously, BRC, our latest YouTube episodes, but whenever they go live on YouTube, they'll be live on the website as well. And if you want to contact us, submit a, a question or maybe a topic for the show... Feel free to go to our contact page. If you want to know a little bit more about each one of us and our personal favorites, uh, go to the About Us page, and you can find out a good little blurb about each one of us. Um, guys, we got a lot to go over. Um, we were going to do some fantasy football talk this yep. week, but that's going to be pushed to next week, so stay tuned for that. But this week, we're going to start off with Andrew Luck's surprise retirement. Uh, then we're going to go into Lions check-in, talk about their third preseason game, as well as the Snacks extension. We're going to talk um, some NFL preseason changes that maybe we'd like to see after watching the past couple weeks. We're going to do some Harbaugh versus SEC action. I know, Kyle, you're really interested in that. And then we're going to end the show with new, me and you, Mike, NXT officially going to Wednesday nights on USA. Lots of great content today, guys. An action-packed episode, to say the least. So let's jump right in. Andrew Luck, 29, retiring. Off the bat, less than two weeks before the season, he's yeah. like, see ya, I'm out. <laughs> Thanks for everything. Appreciate it. Um, I don't even have notes for this because it yeah, happened so recently. But, uh, Mike, I'm going to start with you because I think this hit you a little bit harder because he's on your fantasy team. Yeah, it hit, it hit me the hardest. <laughs> um, yeah, right? Um, thoughts on Andrew Luck retiring? What were your initial reactions? Were you bummed out? Were you like, holy crap, this changes a lot of things? Because yeah. we can all kind of agree the Colts were looked like a team primed to make a run. They were young mm-hmm. enough on both sides of the ball. They added some individual pieces. The defense is really young and really kind of coming into his own. Yeah. And now they got Jacoby Brissett starting. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, well, I thought the Colts were the easy pick to win their division. Oh, absolutely. I went, no yeah, doubt. there's no yeah, way. And sure. now it's the most wide-open division football. Yep. Um, so that just by one change of a guy, that's oh, a yeah. big it goes. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Um, it hits me hard. I'm big Andrew Luck fan yeah. out of Stanford. Um. He's probably one of my top three favorite quarterbacks right now, so that yeah, was a really sure. hard hit. And, uh, yeah, for anyone that is in fantasy, it's, if it, but it's but a listen, tough play. Just go pick up Jacoby Brissett. It's fine. Yeah, right? yeah, actually, I thought about it, and so he won't do anything there, yeah, but it's I know, fine, right? you know? Yeah. Oh, my so gosh. So you always draft the backup, guys. Exactly. You know, yeah, the backup. Kyle, same question to you. What, what were the thoughts just initially when you see kind of come across your phone screen, you go, no. Like, that's what happened to me, right? Like, I think Emily told me, she was like, Andrew Luck's trying. I'm like, shut up. Like, there's no way. I'm like, maybe you're thinking of somebody else. Maybe you misread it. And sure as hell, right there, man, Andrew Luck retiring, 29. Yeah, I was at work, and I was wa- I was washing off something, and I took on my phone real quick, and I see from Bleacher Report, Andrew yep. Luck retiring. Yeah. And, and at first you're like, wait, what? No, yeah. come on. Like, what is he retiring from? Because sometimes Bleach Report will do that, right? Like, you know, so-and-so retiring, dot, 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 from PlayStation 4. You know, yeah. what, you know what I mean? Like, they're not going to play video games anymore or something, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, so after after finally realizing that this was real, I'm like, yeah. all right, who in... Well, yeah, so right. I figured that out. I'm like, all right, who in our league drafted Andrew Luck? Oh, <laughs> I'm <laughs> scrambling for answers. I find out Michael drafts yeah. him. Yeah. And it just brought a big smile to my face. You don't even know. I know. But, but just in general, him yeah. retiring obviously kind of throws that team way in a different mm-hmm. direction than they were probably going to go. Yeah, They're for probably sure. going to win the division. Now... It's pretty wide open. I mean, the Texans, this is the year now. Texans really got to make a run. Jacksonville's probably like cool. You know, a lot of them, even Tennessee, honestly, because Mariota's probably like cool. It's another team that made me look good in my my last year, really, as a Titan quarterback, possibly. Um, Is this the biggest announcement of a a guy? Is this since probably Barry, I would say, because Barry retired at 30, like right before training camp. is this the biggest one that you can remember, or is this bigger than Barry retiring? He's 29 because he plays the quarterback position where he's doing this at. Is this bigger than a Barry Sanders retirement in the sense of not just because it hits home here for yeah. in Detroit, but you know even they recognized Calvin Johnson, but everybody knew Calvin was probably going to be done. Yeah. I think it's a little bit different, yeah. whereas Barry did it right before training camp, and that's one of the greatest players of all time. Andrew Luck, he's 
let's let's be probably what top five quarterback in the yeah. league. You know, so he retiring now. I mean, how how much is it different than Barry? And if it is, is it more impactful than Barry's? Um, yes, and yes. I think <laughs> to answer both your questions, yeah, for sure. One word, yeah. Um, I think this one's just like the most. It's way more. I feel like this one's way more shocking to me. Yeah. Because sitting there, you just go. Because of, like, he's 29, mm-hmm. plays quarterback, you mm-hmm. know. Like, Barry, he got beat up a lot, and yep. so did Andrew Luck, obviously. Yeah, right. But you're playing, and, like, Barry probably saw no future, really. No And I could, I could see there's, like, that sense. Yeah. But, like, that's like going, okay, so now you have this team that you have built basically for you. Right. That's basically primed and ready to make at least an AFC Championship game probably this right. year. Right. And then that's when he walks away. Yes. That's, that's the thing that goes, wow, that's, like... Weird. Out of, weird. That's yeah. Where so did that come from? Like you could have sold me right now. You could have told me 24 hours ago. Okay, somebody in the NFL is going to retire. Somebody big. Andrew Luck would not have even crossed no. my top five. I, honestly, my number one would have been Aaron Rodgers. Right. That wouldn't have been. I'd have been like, I can see it. He's yeah. in his 30s. He's like, this ain't working. Yeah. It's, I'm over it. That's I've honestly, got my ring. If you told yeah. me that, that's who I think it would have been. Right. Um. So super shocking. Andrew Luck was probably actually about midway on my tier of players. Yeah, like, right. probably about 10 to 12. I could have probably named you 10 guys before I named Andrew Luck. Right. Guy. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle, I'm going to ask you, is this, how, how devastating is this for the Colts organization? And second of all, what what do you make of the Colts fans booing him as of Sunday? And should have she, should Schefter, because Adam Schefter is the one who kind of broke this news to everybody, um, should they have waited to kind of let that be known until after the preseason game? Duh, I mean, like... When you were hearing some news like that, yeah. like such a massive, you like, gotta just be move, gotta get like, out there. Quick. I mean, yeah. I understand how it could just get out, but yeah. I mean, with the with the booze, you it's obviously something that you don't want to see. You don't yeah. want like your fans to be booing you. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that was just kind of an initial reaction, like, oh my god, he's leaving. I guess not if they're like today, they're like, well, I mean, he did all these great things for me. Obviously, he's gonna be gone, and we're probably right. not gonna have that. They're not gonna have that playoff caliber team anymore. But right. we've they're probably going to be realizing more at least today and as time goes on like we should be a lot more appreciative do you do you think that that was an appropriate reaction because and and here's my take right me and mike we talked about this a little bit earlier today if Stafford were to retire detroit fans would slaughter that man would absolutely slaughter him right they would they would never they would just they would mercilessly be like he was terrible blah 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 they do that now and he's still playing for goodness sakes but in andrew luck's case with beside the injury portion of his career, I and mean, he's gone through. If you look, you know he had a lacerated kidney, he had the shoulder thing, he's had concussions, he's had a lot of problems right over his seven-year career. But notwithstanding, he was still a very highly productive quarterback. You know, he was always at least a top ten quarterback in my opinion. He was always he always gave the Colts a chance. They made an AFC Championship run with nobody else on that squad. If we're being, I mean, granted they got killed by New England, but point being, he did it basically by himself. Were the boos justified in that moment, or do you think it was just a visceral reaction? Like you're you're blowing this. We had an opportunity. We we were gonna make a Super Bowl run, and now it's all over. I just think, yeah, I kind of. I think that if you would have done it at a later time, yeah. I think like say they do it today yeah, or Monday, the, morning, yeah. the next preseason name they don't boo him or anything. Right. I think it's just like literally you're sitting in the if, if we you're were in at, the stadium, yeah, right? Yeah, if we're in week three and they're playing the Bills at home, we're sitting there, and all of a sudden the big time try goes, oh by the way, yeah, Stafford's retiring. We're all angry. Yeah, we're like, all what screaming. The hell? We're all, what's come? going on yeah. and stuff. But I think if you gave it a couple days yeah. and then you go into a game, mm-hmm. you're like. Okay, I understand why he did it, and right. like, yeah. good for him or right. whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just the re- the initial reaction of it mm-hmm. was yeah. it right. I think for the moment, it's maybe, tough. It's, it's tough. It's to very process. tough because you can't just go, "No, it's absolutely wrong." Well, you're mad because your best player is retiring. Right. I don't you think it's. I, mean? I don't think it's wrong. I just. Think, I mean, I, I'm not saying. I mean, I'm not saying it's right. Yeah. But I think it's it's very understandable. Why right. It yeah, it is. Yeah. Like it's like during a game, if like Calvin Johnson was like, "See ya," like halfway through the game, he's like, "See ya, guys." Yeah. You're just like, why? Like, yeah, what you're, the hell? you're angry, right. yeah, but no, then no. after a few days, you're like, "Okay," but like, I get it. Like, right. it, yeah, and and yeah, it is his body, right? It's yeah. his mind and everything else, and he kind of went and he explained. That. I thought his I thought his reasons for retiring were valid, right? He's like, "I've been hurt a lot." I, I can't keep going through this process, this all-season process of, you know, 
you know, completely rehabbing every year a different part of my body. I just can't do it anymore. Mentally, I can't be what I need to be in order for this team to succeed, for myself to succeed. It's just a lot of, you know, I think he tried. I think he tried. I think this off. I think he legitimately tried. And I think this this foot, ankle, leg injury thing he's been going through is kind of what tipped him over. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what pushed him to the scale. One quick note, though, the Colts are actually not making him repay the $24 million yeah. signing bonus. Um, how bad of a look does that give the Lions organization, be considering they made Calvin repay a million dollars of his signing bonus? Like, Just real quick before we move on to another topic, um, how does that How does that make you feel if, if as far as what we got? Anything? No. Oh, okay. All right, I thought we had some more breaking no, news no. here. Don't, don't no, scare no. me like that. No. How, does, how does that make the Lions look, though, as far as what, you know, them making Calvin repay him. Calvin, you know, nine, ten years of service. You know, one of the greatest wide receivers that ever played the game. Um, and yet you're still going to make him repay. Yeah, money. Looks, but, yeah it looks <laughs> that's what It just looks so stupid, Yeah, doesn't it? I totally agree with that. You know, yeah. I just, I don't know. Kyle, same question to you, right? How bad maybe is Maybe it's look? different, though, as a receiver to a quarterback. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. maybe you're like... But he was only receiving. Maybe that's like their thought. If it was like Stafford, maybe they don't make Stafford like pay it all back or something because he's like the franchise quarterback guy. Like they just thought of him as like the receiver. They're like, yeah, but you're not the guy on the team, even though he kind of was Was the guy. Right? Exactly. I mean, same question, right? Do you do you think that the Lions? Do you think this like it brings up bad memories for Lions fans because you're just like, come on, man! Like you did it to Calvin. Calvin's was less than that. You really. Granted, new regime, right? Bob, that was Bob Quinn's first off season and everything. So obviously they were in cost saving mode as much as possible. But it's not a good look. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean like I mean I feel like Andrew Andrew Luck's like reason of retiring is a lot more justified, and you're like it's way more understandable. So giving him his money compared to Kelvin Johnson for whatever for his reasoning for leaving, yeah. I just feel like Andrew Luck is a lot more justified and a lot more understandable. So you're like, okay, well <laughs> he he did like. Bring us to this AFC Championship round. I will say this, though. In Calvin's defense, though, Calvin at least announced it before free agency started. Yeah. And before the draft, he was like, hey, I'm done. I'm done. I'm yeah. out. Like, you know what I mean? Whatever the results were behind that, right? Like, I, I also think that adds to why people booed. Yeah. I think it's more of the anger of, yeah, if you would have told us this six months ago, right. we at least had a chance to draft or, or, or yeah. something. Back. Right. Go get a quarterback. Go, get Go make a move. You could have made got like a Fitzpatrick to hold for a year or mm-hmm. something. Absolutely. But instead, you could have traded for Josh Rosen. Yeah. Could have easily but, traded for Josh Rosen. But just like a week before the season starts, right. you go, okay, see ya. I do, think, like yeah, I do think the situation. salary cap situation, because the Colts have like $25 million in caps still, in yeah. addition to what Luck is getting in to get paid. So I do think the cap situation does play a little bit, but the, the principle behind this whole thing is that the Cal- that the Lions really were kind of in the wrong, I believe, oh, in that in that opinion. Yeah. So, but just something to kind of bring it back home. And just once again, it makes the Lions uh, somehow something that's completely unrelated to yeah. Detroit somehow always comes back. It's like, see why why you guys got to be weird? But yeah, uh, it is Sports Center. It's like look what the Lions. Did. Yeah, exactly. Where it's you know <laughs> people are so talking dumb. about it on Twitter. It's just like, can you believe? Geez, can we just do something right for once? Like just once, but. Anyway, you don't know how to do that. So, congratulations, Andrew Luck, and a great career. I don't know. Uh, real quick, is he a Hall of Famer? No. No? No. no. Unfortunately, no. 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 I mean, Hall he of Famer? Like, I would say because of the length was so short, I'd say no. No? Okay. Well, I guess we'll see. But it's just something no, that, just you like, know. like his talent out of college and everything, I will go yeah. what he was supposed to be. Yes. Right. But, I mean, what he like, he got to one AFC Championship game. Yep. He, need, like, he never made a Super Bowl. Mm-mm. He never won MVP. Like, there's not enough... Yeah. There for me to just, say. Just thought I'd bring it, just thought I'd ask, because I'm sure some people will say, oh, yeah, I mean, look at him, you know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, I he, think He doesn't have the numbers, he doesn't really yeah. have. Right, if you put sure. now, If you put five more years, right. yes. Yeah, and they but, won a Super Bowl yeah. or something like that, right, absolutely. All right, let's come back home now, speaking of the Detroit Lions, let's do our weekly Lions check-in. Um, I want to start off, I mean, a lot of big things happened over the, you know, Stafford played in a preseason game, oh my goodness, every no. Detroit fan can relax. He wasn't supposed to that morning. Yeah, it was crazy, everyone's like, oh my gosh, you know, and comes out and Goes 12 for 19 for 137 yards and a touchdown. So, safe to stay. Stafford's okay. Um, you know, the snacks extension will hit on in a second. But you guys all watched the third preseason game. Just give me the thoughts of what um, what'd you guys see just from the first team. We, we've seen the second team enough to know they're not going to run anything, any remote craziness, anything like that. But what did you see from the first team, Mike? To give you some, you know, to be like, okay, you know, we didn't say Trey Flowers out there, obviously. Yeah. You know, we saw the the first team defense not out there very long. Yeah. But we did get a pretty good glimpse, I would say, of the first team offense for about a quarter and a half. 
Yeah, I mean, they didn't do anything bad, but they didn't no. really do anything that was like, wow, oh my that's, gosh, that's yeah, fantastic. That's crazy. Like, no wow, doubt. we're going to be so much better. Yeah. So they just kind of gave you the basics of their offense. Yeah. And from what you see, it's probably, I mean, it looked good. Yeah. But it was also against the Bills' defense, which isn't the greatest, and it's not against yeah. all starters and mm-hmm. everything. It's not lot, like real live game situation, so you don't really know. Right. But based off what we saw, I would say it did pretty well. Hawkinson's. The man, yeah. I guess, yeah, for all the crap Jeez. that we gave pre-draft stuff. Rob's like eating his words right now because hey, Hawkinson's like listen, the man right we now. win a division championship, you'll see Hawkamania right here on the front. That might be a shirt, by the way, but yeah. it is what it is. But but yeah, the Stanford-Hawkinson connection's real. Mm-hmm. Carry on. If the line needs to be a little better for him to be yeah. able to get some more yardage and runs. Mm-hmm. He had a couple of like six or eight yard runs, but he had a lot of negative yards, right. which I didn't like to see. Right. And then the defense as a whole, you know. I thought the defense looked pretty well. I think they controlled. If we're being completely honest, that first quarter, the Lions outplayed the Bills. If we're looking starters to starters, who was out there, the Lions outplayed the Bills. They controlled field position, right? The one drive where it was like with the Lions at 60 yards in penalty after the interception that they got called for roughing the passer, which was questionable at best, I would say the Lions really outplayed Buffalo, at least in that first quarter. Um but with that, we also saw with the starters, we saw Mike Daniels out there for the first time as line, but we also saw uh, Mr. Damon Harrison out mm-hmm. there for the first time in the offseason, and Snag signed a one-year extension earlier in the week, one-year $11 million. Uh, he gets, I think, $12 million now guaranteed over the next three as part of that extension slash restructure. Um, he's going to get, I think, some more money kind of sprinkled throughout those yeah. three years of those deals as well. Um, Kyle... Thoughts on the snacks extension? Was it too long? Did you not want to give them an extension? Did you did you think they should have extended him more? Uh, just thoughts on on snacks getting a contract extension. Uh, I mean, like I really don't want to care that much if it's if it was too short or too long. I'm glad that they did get it because I yeah. do really think he improves that D line a lot. Yeah. So I mean, I don't really have complaints. I'm just like. As long as they got it done, they're both sides are happy. He still mm-hmm. wants to be on the team. Yeah. And he's gonna perform, and he is performing. Right. Then. I mean, clearly, I mean, he is. If if we're rocking it, if we're gonna go the Patriot way for a second, he is Vince Wilfork yeah. to this defense. He is what Vince Wilfork did in New England for so many years. He is exactly the same thing. He's a run stuffing defensive tag. Every once in a while, I'll get you a sack. But most of, he covers both a gaps, right? That center, you know, the you know, in between the garden center on either side, and you play head up on the center if he needed to. He he covers those gaps so well and really forces an offense to bounce it out and kind of make them one-dimensional in the run game. Mike, same question to you. Thoughts on the Snacks extension? Um, it works for me. Yeah. Um, having him here is better than not having him here. Absolutely. And that's – Absolutely. I mean – Yeah, no doubt. Else? Hopefully he – now if he's not productive, that would suck. But, right. I mean, from, what I, from everything that we've seen, he's productive. So right. it works for me. Yeah. I love it. I was pretty. I was ecstatic, and the reason why I think it's great for everybody involved because Snacks is getting up there. He's going to be thirty-two by the end of this. By the end of this deal, right? That's probably when you probably kind of cut bait anyway. If yeah. I had to guess, this way he gets more guarantee money going into the next season, which there might be an NFL strike. Which obviously, if that happens, we'll cover. But um, so he wanted some guaranteed money because he didn't have any more left on his deal. It gives you a perennial, the probably the best run-stopping defensive tackle in football. In the middle of your defense, where you still have Hand and Flowers and Mike Daniels for this season, um, and also I don't think it hamstrings you long term. You know what I mean? Like the money I thought was appropriate and the length of time because he still had two years left, or an additional year. And now you have him from three more years. Yeah. You're probably gonna get him the rest of his prime. Yeah. Anything more. I think you know what I mean, and and honestly, I think you could if he's still producing at thirty two, maybe you could come back to the table later on because what he does so well, I don't think necessarily is going to be as the the downturn is as big for a guy like Slay who's still waiting on his extension because once you hit thirty as a corner, it's like all of a sudden your legs are gone, right? I don't know what happens, it just kind of does. Whereas a run stuffing defensive tackle, I think your the longevity of playing at a high level. 
can be elongated just a little bit. Yeah, you know what I mean. I agree with that. So I was happy with the fact that they got it done. It was a I'm, clearly it was a priority for them. I think that's why they come. I think Slay's next. I wouldn't be shocked to no. see Slay get an extension here pretty quickly. Um, I'd be happy with probably a two year deal. That'd probably be the length an extension. Mm-hmm. Have him here four more years. I think that would be a perfect range. Yeah. Um, so I was really happy with that. And lastly, I want to talk about this roster makeup just for a second. We've now seen three preseason games. Um, with mostly second second tier players playing on this team, where do we see? Give me one name, uh, one guy maybe that you didn't go into the season with either a lot of high hopes on, or maybe a later round draft pick, some a sleeper pick that you're th- that you hope makes the team. Kyle, I'll start with you. Is there a guy that maybe they signed that maybe wasn't the high profile free agent signing like Coleman or Trey Flowers, but maybe an undrafted free agent, maybe it's a later on guy like Fulham. Um, it, just somebody that you like, maybe it's P.J. Johnson, the defensive tackle they, that they um, signed or drafted in the seventh round. Somebody that you, going into the season, nobody was going to sing their praises about, and now you're like, I really hope he makes the team because I think he can contribute in one way or another. On the Lions? Yes. So there's a there's a guy who I hadn't, I didn't know he was on the Lions yeah. until this last week. Mm-hmm. But C.J. Anderson, yeah. I... I, I Obviously, he's obviously behind right Aaron for sure. Stuff. Yeah, but I really liked how he played. He had a great stiff arm play. Yeah, and um, <laughs> he just great. So he just shoved him into yeah. the ground. Yeah, he did though. He and he's looked <laughs> and he's looked good. He's, he's looked what Blunt was supposed to be last year. But yeah, he's really impressed. Come, come, coming from a season where you've heard absolutely nothing of him, right? He comes in and he's impressing, even if it's in the preseason. Yeah, I think he's going to be really impressive through the season as that type, like like you said, yeah. the blind type guy, the power dude when they need it, like in um the. Like and honestly, the, and I think you're right where that is a little bit of a sleeper, not because it wasn't a big deal when they signed him, because I think yeah. a lot of people we were like, oh, okay, cool, C.J. Anderson's here. Um, but to your point, where you're like, he's looked good in preseason, right? He's looked good in camp. I think. It's a sleeper in the sense of I don't think anybody was really going to get their hopes up on C.J. Anderson because we just saw the same thing happen yeah. last year with Blunt, right? But looking at the differences, C.J. Anderson has carried a full load before. He did it in yeah. Denver. He did it in Carolina. Um, he was the man for the Rams at the end of that year. He was he was yeah. their go-to, not Gurley. So I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I think C.J. Anderson is a guy that will play a bigger role than we expected Going into week one, Carryon Johnson's clearly the guy, yeah. right? But um, I do think that he will play a bigger role, and I think he'll be more effective than Blunt. Mike, same question. Sleeper okay. guy for you? Ooh, I'm in one of two guys right now, so I got yeah, to decide sure. which one I want to do. Um, I can go, do mine if you want. Oh yeah, you, you go your thing. Right, I'm going to say Ty Johnson out of Maryland. Okay. I'm going to stay in the running back room. A guy, sixth round pick. He wasn't. He was the third string running back in Maryland, and now he has immediately become the heir apparent to theoretic. They yeah. they cut Theo. You saw it on 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 uh, Saturday, Friday, whatever it was. You know Stafford clearly has a little bit of faith in him to come out of there. He's faster. His I mean his route running has a little bit more left to be desired. Yeah. But as a change of pace scat back where he is just blind speed, one cut and go. I I've been really impressed with him going forward. And as a guy where you look at this roster, you said okay, you've got carry on. CJ's probably gonna make the team. You re-sign Zenner, right? You had three; those three guys. You have Nick Bowden, who's coming off an injury, who they're going to want to use the fullback. You've got Isaac Nada, who can play both H back and tight end, who you drafted as well. There was you didn't know where he was going to fit. He was it was a Dwayne Washington type of pick where you're like, okay, blazing speed, but what else can he do? Mm-hmm. I, you're seeing that now, and I think Ty Johnson is a guy that I'm really, really excited about. Okay, um, so then I'll go defensive side of the ball, okay. and I'll go my man Jalen Reeves-Maven. Yes, he that's is, a great pick. He is a guy that you have to look out for, yeah. especially with the Jared Davis injury. He might yes. even be a starter week one if mm-hmm. he's not going to be back yet. Absolutely. Um, he is... He's fighting he, for his life. Yeah, he's, he's, he's legitimately fighting he, for his yeah, life. Yeah, there's so, the linebacking crew, for how much we say, like, everywhere else it's pretty deep. Yeah. They have a pretty deep linebacking crew. But the, on, the difference between being good and just meh... Is yeah. quite a large yeah. gap. You have a depth, yes. but Jalen Reeves maybe needs to be 
good and not meh, meh and that's yes. got to take the jump. But Jalen, man, he's he's played so well. Jared came out. He came in with Tavai, and him and Tavai right. locked up. Made the an interception of the field. that should have counted. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, and so he'd be my guy if yeah. I went offense set. I'll go Brandon Powell, but I won't yeah. go too far. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I think, but I think Jalen Reeves, man, that's a guy that I wasn't even thinking of. So that's a great choice as a guy who going into this season you didn't think had a chance. He's not a big linebacker. He <laughs> no. doesn't fit in that scheme. But his ability to be off the ball, read the pass, and and another thing too, his blitzing has become better. Where I don't know, it's probably a little bit scheme, but also like he's been able to really. You know, shoot the gap, be back there. There was a couple plays that I think he wants back in that Bills game where he had one where he had the running back in the back for about a six-yard loss Mm -hmm. and just missed him. But those are the kind of plays where you go – Yes, like that. Yes. That is a that is a quality reserve linebacker who can play special teams and can come in. Probably will be the other linebacker if Jared Davis isn't ready to go week one. I think that's a absolutely fantastic selection. Um, Brandon Powell is good too, but I don't know if he makes a team. I'm I hope he does. I know. I'm very he's interested. One, he's one of my favorite when the, well, after next week, when the rosters, when the cuts actually happen, I'll be very interested to see yeah. who who goes where and see what they do. All right, guys, that's going to be it for part one of episode 39. After the break, we're going to do some NFL preseason changes. We saw some injuries and stuff that made me think maybe there should be some changes to the NFL preseason. We're going to talk Harbaugh versus the SEC and whether or not there's some cheating going on. And then we're going to end the show with a bang NXT from the WWE side is going to go to USA to face head-to-head with AEW on TNT. So we'll talk all about that right after the break. Stick around. Hey, guys. It's Samantha Michigan, Ramadeka. For those of you wondering where our new logo came from, our glorious, beautiful new logo came from, I'm here to tell you it's from Sarah Budzanowski. She is a graphic designer, and you can find all of her great work, including the I'm Always Right logo, at artstation.com slash Sarah Budzy. That's Sarah Budzy, S-A-R-A. B-U-D-Z-Y. She will do a tremendous job for you for a logo, for any graphic design work you need, all that good stuff for your company, business, or service. No matter what you need, she's the lady to go to. Sarah Budzanowski. That's right, artstation.com. Sarah Budzy. B-U-D-Z-Y. Now here's part two of episode 39. And welcome back to part two of episode 39 of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Let's jump right into it, guys. NFL preseason coming to a close here this upcoming week. Thank God. Um, lots, you know, a couple big injuries, especially on the Lions front. Right, Jared Davis, Frank Ragnall, both having some some ankle issues. Both got rolled up by their by their own guy, which is crazy. Uh, and you know, we stopped doing so, that. I, no kidding, right? Thank goodness. Can I not practice that? <laughs> <laughs> not not good, the not way. good situational football, right? No, as Patricia not, would say. Um, but what we're also seeing, though, is a lot of starters have, you know, the, the amount of playing time the starters are seeing is less, right? And to the point where some of them aren't seeing action basically at all. Do you think that this this kind of trend is kind of like a sign that we're going to see less preseason games? A collective bargaining agreement is coming up after this season. Do you think that's going to be one of the one of the negotiating factors? It's like we want less preseason games. Uh, I do think so, based off of the um, all the co-practices that are going on. Yes, exactly. I think that's the, the big joint point, practices. the joint yes. practices. Yeah. Um, because the reason I believe why Stafford hasn't played these games, I think he would have at least played a series or two, mm-hmm. is because he gets more workout in a joint, joint practice situation right. than Absolutely. an actual game. No you know, people go, well, there are live shots and you can actually get tackled and stuff. I'm like, but that doesn't benefit Stafford. Yeah, gets who does that benefit? It doesn't benefit anybody. You know, if yeah, you right. get hit... If you get touched shorter, then you can move out and continue the play to work on the play itself. Right. I think that's more beneficial than and just getting And if you get stagnant. touched, then it's, oh, okay, the line didn't do its job. You're yeah. still getting the same benefit, even though it's not a live exactly. game situation. Yeah, so I think I think all these practices will lead to um, less preseason games because mm-hmm. people don't really want to go to them, really. No, they don't do anything for anybody. They don't do anything really for anybody because even in practices you go, okay, seconds versus seconds, see who's being good. You don't need to see a preseason game to see who's outstanding. Yeah, absolutely. Kyle, same question to you. Do you think that with starters kind of leaning toward, you know what, I'm going to – and even coaches are kind of like, you know what, I'm playing my starters. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to take that risk. Do you think this is going to lead to less preseason games or do you think they're just going to stay status quo? I think it will. I think it only really takes one like big injury, some big quarterback gets hurt until like the league starts saying, Yeah, we need to like make a change because mm-hmm. 
there's going to be all these teams are having these smaller injuries with their their starters. But yeah, I think it will definitely be discussed after the season. And like Michael said, with the joint practices, I feel like that is more beneficial and it will become sort of the norm with less. Yeah. at least the starters playing the last preseason game. Right, and I think that um, you know, with the CBA coming up, would you would you rather see would you rather see though your star, would you rather it change where it goes to less games or do you still want to see the four? Because you you enjoy watching, or do you think that do you would you, would it affect you as a fan to have more more I, or less preseason games? To me, it would just be very I'm very indifferent in it. Yeah. Because I don't sit down and go I gotta watch this Lions preseason game because right. you know what I mean. Of course. Like I'm not like going out, but like if yeah. it's on, it's on. Mm-hmm. So to me, it it doesn't make an impact. Actually, since the starters won't play, it probably would encourage me less to go watch them you, if I know for a right, fact. Right. The, all the starters, starters are sitting. Playing, like, right. it's all seconds. Like, this I week go, four, there ain't a single starter. Yeah, there's not going to be a single starter, so do I watch it? Probably not. Right, yeah. And so, I, so, I, you know, yeah. It, it'd be something interesting. Would you rather, if you had, right, let's say it stays the same, would you rather see your starters get some work in the preseason at any point in time, whether it's the second, third game, or do you prefer, you know what, I don't even want them out there ever. Like, I'm good with just joint practices. I'm good with them doing their reps in there. Do you, or do you need to see at least some live work happening, you know, um, depends, in front of you? I don't know how Kyle <laughs> thinks about this, yeah. but I think that you should either go all in on it or all out on it. Yeah. Um, I think you should either go, yep, they're going to play some of these games, right. or we're no. going to sit them the whole time. Yeah. Because I, I'm, and it's been talked about probably a lot around yeah. other medias, For sure. where they go, Stafford might play this game, but he might not. Yeah. That sounds a lot worse than he's not playing this one, or right. he's definitely going to play this one. Right. Because when you're wishy-washy, you go, is it because he's hurt? Right. Is it because of this? Is it because he doesn't look good in practice? Absolutely. Like, that gives you a lot of scare as Absolutely. if you want to not scare yeah, fans, you go, sure. he's just not going to play. He's going to practice. He's been doing good, but he's just not going to play the game. Yeah. So you go, okay, he's not yeah, going to play. I get That's it, cool. right? Yeah, yeah, I get it. And I think Patricia, just to your point on that, kind of made a good point where he's like, I'm not going to have you guys sit here and nitpick my quarterback for the next three weeks yeah. based off of what he does in a preseason game. Like, yeah. he's like, it's so much more beneficial for us as a staff to evaluate where we're at as an offense because we can do things without it being shown to the whole league, you yeah. know, certain situations or schematically yeah. and any of that That's stuff. also why I don't think they should play because they're not doing like, They don't do they're anything. They're not doing anything. They, they it's all just vanilla offense. Yeah, exactly. Halfback dives and stuff, and I go, I don't care to see that because I hope you can execute a halfback dive in the NFL by yourself right. without really needing much practice on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, well, and, and, to, you know, and to that point, right, we talked about a couple weeks ago where I think the first year Michael Lombardi, or Joe Lombardi, not Michael Lombardi, Joe Lombardi was our OC. Stafford's quarterback rating in the preseason was like 150.6 or something. Yeah. He was phenomenal in the, free, in the preseason. And then the regular season came, and he threw like 24 touchdowns and so you're like what what happened right it's because it doesn't mean a whole lot Kyle same question to you would you rather see the starters play or are you just like no you know what just sit them down I'd rather them get hurt week one than get hurt week three of the preseason I'd rather them get hurt week one if if an injury is coming I'd rather it happen in the regular season than in the preseason Uh, as a fan you obviously would want to see them play but you understand that Dude, you don't obviously don't want your star, your franchise quarterback to get hurt. Yeah. So I mean, like Cam Newton's got a foot injury right now for playing yeah, the preseason. Yeah. yeah, and I think it just should be made okay. Even I feel like it'd be good if you would just shorten the preseason like two games, have them play a, a drive a game. Mm-hmm. It's it's simple and that was a great fuck. It's like that's it's easy. <laughs> get him. It's it's easy, but as long as you have just something set, not oh he might yeah. play. Yeah. Wait five minutes before the game starts to yeah. let everyone. That's knows. how all the teams are. I don't you know. I think sometimes the NFL just makes things overly complicated just because mm-hmm. they can because it's the NFL. Or it's like we're in the NFL, so we need yeah. to you know it's like play calls. You know yeah. you hear those play calls by like John Gruden and stuff, and you're like, what? Oh, oh no, they were awesome. I'm like, well, but it oh, makes, but it, but it makes me laugh because it's like it, when he tries to explain. Like you ever saw that? You've ever seen the YouTube clip where he's trying to explain the the play to Phil Sims, right? Yeah. Where he goes, or Chris Sims, and he's like, he just says the play wrong, and he goes, come on. And then he just repeats the play. He doesn't tell him yeah. how to, like, remember. He just goes, you should know this. Like, just, yeah. like, he says three spots. Like, yeah. 
you know, shift for Razor Banana. That, and I'm like, it's just, and then he goes, at one point, Chris Sims just goes, I just couldn't get in. He's like, what's the problem? He's like, yeah, I'm the problem. <laughs> like, not the stupid play call. It was a halfback dive or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I, I do like that. I yeah. think they should just play two games, like week one and week three of how it is now. Yeah. But just do two and, games. Yeah, and if they had joint practices, right, maybe you don't even have to do a joint practice with the team you're going to play. Maybe yeah. it's just, hey, I'd like to have joint practices this week in between my two preseason games yeah. in order to still you know have that live competition, yeah. live reps, where it's just like, hey, we look good or we don't look good. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I think that would help quite a bit. All right, let's shift now from the NFL to some college football action. So last week we talked Michigan calling out Ohio State with the whole the trademark attempt. Now Harbaugh's calling out the SEC conference as a whole. So yeah. instead of calling out one team that you get your butt kicked by, we're going to call out a whole conference that has dominated college football for a good majority of the past 10 years or so. Uh, basically, he comes out and he says it's hard to compete with guy, with teams like the like Bama's and the LSU's and teams in the SEC because they're well cheaters. They, you know, that's basically it. So you cheated. Um, first off, Kyle, I want to ask you: Do you agree with Harbaugh? Not not whether or not you know he's right to say it, but do you agree that the SEC has some, let's just say, not the best quality ethical ways of recruiting young players? Uh, well, I do, I do agree, but yeah. like, but on the other hand, like, if you like are in the South, like you live and die by football. Oh yeah, like no you do whatever it takes to yeah. win. Yeah. And so like you, everyone probably knows. Sure, mm-hmm. they've cheated in whatever ways to get mm-hmm. whoever. Yeah. But like, what are you gonna do about it? Like you. Yeah. yeah. What are you gonna like? Well, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm ask you that in a second, but Mike, same question to you. Do you think that they are doing things that maybe in Michigan or Ohio State's or maybe even Ohio State? Maybe that's that's giving them too much too much credit. But other teams, right? That maybe they're not going to that kind of level. Do you think that the SEC schools, Bama specifically, because they're the big one, right? are using some more unethical practices in order to get some people in. I Paying mean, players, so on and so forth. I don't I really don't think so, to be honest. Yeah. Um because when you really look at the makeup of a lot of SEC teams, yeah. they're really not that great. Like there's nothing that stands out. Like Alabama's won championships with quarterbacks you can't even name now. You know what I mean? Or like AJ McCarron was there, yeah. and where is he now? He was you know dominant, what I mean? too, and he yeah. was so dominant. Yeah. Like I don't think it's Greg really McElroy. like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna pay this number one recruit in the entire country money to come here. Yeah. I just think I honestly think it comes down to they have just better coaching mm. than the Big Ten does, and I, I really well, I th- and I think the accusation that. of saying that okay, the SEC cheats is that almost an indictment on the entire NCAA because it's like the NCAA catches teams all the time for yeah. this kind of crap, so. Why catch a team like Ohio State, who's gotten busted a couple times now for that kind yeah. of thing, but not Alabama? They're just as hated as everybody else. You know what I mean? And two, then you're saying that okay, maybe the NCAA knows, and now the game as a whole is rigged. That's kind of where you kind. That's where you kind of go down that path. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, if we're gonna say yeah, they're cheating, which I I bet they are, no doubt about it. Yeah. I think, but here's the difference: I think they all are to some extent. Well, I okay, think they're. That's what I, I think. I think there's always a little bit of some. Underhandedness. Yeah. Okay, I would agree with. Yeah, that. you know what I mean. I, I don't think I don't think you can. I don't just think at SEC straight think, up up. And I up. think everyone yeah. has a little bit. Like, there's yeah. always that one person where you go, wait, but we'll go an extra visit. We'll do that. Yeah, extra exactly. Thing. We're gonna help you help your mom get a car. Kind yeah, of thing. Kind of yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah. I agree right. with that. Yeah. Um, do you think that? I mean, Kyle, I'm gonna go back to you since you're kind of the resident Michigan guy here, as More by the, football, as by the as by the hoodie. Um, what do you think of Michigan as a whole, whether it's Harbaugh, you know, their social media, even some of their players, right? Going on a bit of a social media, I would say, rampage, right? These past two weeks now we've talked about nothing related to football whatsoever, just about them calling out a team, you know, taking shots across the bow, so to speak. But once again, you haven't stepped on the field yet, so you don't know what kind of team. Are you are you happy to see them coming out and, you know, just basically saying, calling their shots and be like, I want everybody to hate us. I want everybody to hate us. I'm going to be the bad guy, and we're just going to go and kick everyone's butt. Or are you more like like you were last week, where it's just like, just shut up and play, and just let's hope not to get embarrassed. <laughs> like I, I have this kind of theory that I've been coming up with. Like yeah. So obviously you could they could they could just be doing doing this because they're just so confident and they're yeah they're whatever. But I, but in my head I'm thinking so what if they want to do this? So they want to call out all these big teams mm-hmm. and saying that they actually beat everyone that right. they're supposed to beat. And then, <laughs> and then when it comes to task. <laughs> yeah, 
Florida, they beat Ohio State, they yeah. win the Big Ten Championship, and then you have this college football playoff committee yeah. who's like, okay, let's we, we have the obviously Alabama, right. Clemson, right. Georgia maybe, and then we need to fill that fourth spot. Oh, Michigan, they've been the bad team, I guess yeah. you want to call it this season, mm-hmm. but they've backed it up. Finally, they finally backed it up when they've they've been talking crap. Yeah. So I think this could be a little strategy. Like they want to put themselves. I know they're the, put themselves uh, in the front, br- yeah. like the front page, kind of be like, hey, don't forget about us because when yeah. we go through and we wreck this season, we should be there. That's exactly where I've been. I yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so give me your take. Yeah. I'm just sure. like, I don't think you should just be sitting there going. I don't know if we can beat them, but like hopefully we can get through and go twelve and zero. Like I don't, I'm not agreeing to that statement. Right. I feel like right. you should be out there because if you just if you don't say anything, people will forget. Yeah, no you know doubt. I mean, no like doubt. you don't have any reaction. So I do agree with that. I'm like, yeah, go out and say you're gonna be. Have some confidence. Like we're gonna go out and be Ohio State. Okay, I like hearing that. Yeah, I don't want to hear. Yeah, we got to play Ohio State this week. It's gonna be a rough game. Like yeah. I don't want to hear that. Right. Because then you're not prepared or you're not whatever this. So you you prefer the hot take method rather than the you know they're a good football team. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you yeah, need to see yeah. them back yeah. it up. Yeah, I, I agree. No, I do I'm, yeah, but I'm, but what I'm asking him is more of like if if you're as a fan going into a big game like this, right? I'd rather you. Mike is saying he'd rather hear Harbaugh say, "No, we're gonna go in there. We're gonna kick their ass," yeah. rather than. Yeah, they're a good football club. We'll see what happens. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It just, like, it just, just sounds like, yeah, it's it my just team. Sounds like you, it. you're yeah. not confident enough right. to beat them. No doubt. You know what I mean? Like, the Lions going to Packers, like, before they start yeah. winning in Green Bay, you go, right. there's no way they're winning uh, this game. They're now. a really good team <laughs> on the, or at home. Maybe right. we can get one at home, but, yeah. like, on the road, it's going to be impossible. We just try to split. Yeah. You know, we're trying to split Green Bay. <laughs> yeah. But now it's, but now you go, we're going to go in there on Monday night and win because you know that you can. You can. I like that mentality better. For sure. Last question on this guy before we move to NXT. Um, Kyle, do you think that, let's just say, for in all intents and purposes, Carbaugh is not cheating, right? He's, he's doing everything by the letter, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. You know, but the SEC seems to be doing some things that are questionable at best. Do you think Harbaugh should start doing what the SEC is doing? Do you think that translate in, translates more into Big Ten championships, Final Four appearances, so on and so forth? Or are you kind of in Mike's camp where it's, I, I think it's more about the, the coaching than it is anything else? I think a huge thing is the coaching. Yeah. But if the NCAA is going to do absolutely nothing about it, right? Then like, get on the train. Like, <laughs> I mean, See, like, here's the problem with yeah. that though: is like Ohio State tried that though. They go, they're cheating. Let's try to cheat, and then you get caught. For and then it. Tressler got fired. And yeah. Then, <laughs> and then it looks really bad at Harbaugh going, "Well, you're you sit, you're yelling at them for cheating, but you're cheating also." Right. So it's like a double-edged sword at that point where yeah. you can't just go. Like you have to, if you're gonna do it again, you have to be discreet. Like that. Oh, see, if they're cheating, no they're doing it very discreetly, so no one really knows about it. Yeah. So Michigan has to do it discreetly. But I'm just like, how about you just coach your team up yeah. to beat them? Right. Because, like I said, besides really, Alabama does have really good players, but guys like LSU and like Kentucky and stuff, it's all like, split. They're they all, all they're like, all sprinkled. Yeah, they're that. all just like they're just really well coached teams. Yeah. Like that's why the conference is so hard. Yeah. So no doubt. At the end of the day, I'm just and like, we and we can see that right, like Texas, right? Texas was a powerhouse school for a really long time, and then Mac Brown fell off his rocker and yeah. started doing weird stuff, and all of a sudden they were terrible for yeah. several years. You know, same thing with Florida. You know, when Urban was there, they were great. Then you know, Muschamp came there and they were oh, awful again. My God, can we? T- okay, wait. Yeah, Kyle, we have probably the same thought here. I strongly dislike that Florida Felipe quarterback, Franks, yeah. Felipe Franks. I've never, I don't think, disliked a quarterback more than him. Really? In such a long time. The, 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 uh, the gameplay and his bigger. reaction to his gameplay just D- are so far connected. away from each other. No so basically what's happening is it's kind of like the Baker Mayfield stuff, mm-hmm. but he's not but without, but, but he's without talent. So okay, so yesterday his yeah. stat line he threw for like two hundred yards, two touchdowns, and three interceptions. Right. And he's running around the field going, "Yeah, we're we're killing him. We we we're gonna win this game." And I'm sitting there going, "You just threw a third interception, and now you're celebrating." Yeah. Like I'm just like, it doesn't make sense. Like at least the Baker stuff when he was doing his stuff, they were winning. So you go, okay, he's backing it up right. a little bit. Right. This guy's just going around going, "Oh my God, yeah, we just beat you by four points, even though we're the number eight team in the country, and you're right. like the fifty eighth team in the country." <laughs> and I threw four interceptions on you. Yeah, let's do it. And I'm yeah. like, shut up. You're, like, you're not that great. Yeah, and I, anyway. I think as that game, you know, for the first college football yeah. game of the season, I think as that game overall, I think Florida is honestly not 
no. number eight team in the country. Oh, no, I think I, didn't see I that think yesterday. I don't, I don't think my like obviously they beat Miami yeah. score. I don't think Miami was that good, but I definitely don't think they should be. Yeah. Well, there. I thought if anything, Miami should be like a ranked like a I feel like five. if they would have had a quarterback, then Miami would have won that easily. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> which shows you how bad Tate Martell is, though. Yeah. If he couldn't win that job from okay, anyway, from that was that was yeah, 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 that's all right. Well, obviously, we're gonna. That's my take on. I'm excited for college football a little bit just because I think this year is a little more different outside of Alabama and Clemson. There's a lot of just like really good teams. I think like, the transfer who is going to rise. Really, really, yeah, like, a lot of guys transferred around. The that's that I think is going to be the new thing. It's going to be like college free agency almost. Yeah. I'm I'm done. I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. So I'm going to transfer. If you're, you know, with all these like, guys winning the transfer arguments yeah. where they don't have to sit out for a year, I'll, I'd be shocked. I'm shocked because if Shea wasn't a senior this year, like if he wasn't leaving, mm-hmm. I bet you McCaffrey leaves. Oh, to yeah. go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But he's like, okay, I'm going to play next year, so I'm good. Right. But, like, I, hope he just... I, I bet he... I, I, I'm going to be straight up with you guys right I'm now. Right before, if right before we go, right before we go yeah, to go to go to NXT here in a second, but if McCaff, or if if Patterson struggles even remotely in the first, like, three, four games of this season, I'm done. Sit him down and put McCaffrey in there. Because I'm think not. Will, but I'm do. not like like yeah. legitimately. Well, like I'm not playing anybody, but still, I have to wait till like the whiskey. See, my thing with my thing with Shea. Um, is tough because that week one was Notre Dame, so you're going into like a tough atmosphere right mm-hmm. off the bat. And then after that, he didn't team. he didn't look very bad afterwards until like obviously Ohio State where they actually got But those ten games in between, I was like, he's a very serviceable quarterback. Right. Where I go this year when you when you have an opening schedule of you know Mid Tennessee Army. Army. Yeah, oh they my god, if you lose to Army, yeah, he's done. Right. He's done. Oh my god. But if they, like, lose, they lose to some one of those teams. But no, if he has a bad performance yeah. in any of those games, like yeah, an Army, yeah, or I, yeah. If he, then I go, yeah, yeah if he has here. a stat line, okay, he threw for 250 yards, threw three touchdowns, but he threw for three picks, I'm done. Like, even though, okay, yeah, we won by 14, that, that's not good enough for me at this point. If you're quote unquote a team that's supposed to go to the Final Four, I need a yeah. quarterback where every time you throw the ball, it doesn't look like it's going to get picked. Because that's when, when Shea Patterson throws the ball to me, I look at him like, that's an interception. It just, when it comes yeah. out of his hand, it's almost as bad as when Denard used to throw. Yeah. Like, when, remember when Denard threw, when Denard used to throw a pass? Every pass that was more than five yards, I'm like, oh, that's so intercepted. Every single yeah. And sometimes it was caught, sometimes, and most time, oh, there's a pick, there it goes. He yeah. threw the ball, that's never good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's it's fine. We'll, we'll talk about it, obviously, as, okay, as they go the season. I, yeah. I think the beautiful thing about having Dylan McCaffrey and Joe Milton, that Shea Patterson knows... He needs to short leash, like, short leash. Well, yeah, absolutely to, to keep this. But he knows he needs yeah. to play well to keep his job for sure. All right, let's go to the last topic of the day: NXT going from the WWE NXT, Network to the to USA Prime Time, um, going head to head with AEW on Wednesday nights. Uh, smart move, Mike, for them to go head to head against <laughs> AEW. Going to two hours too, so they're going to add an hour. Let's get it. Triple H, quote unquote, is going to be the one still running it yeah. as long as ratings are good. Yeah. Which that's a relative point at this point. Yeah. But anyway, um, thoughts on NXT moving? Is it a smart move? Um, no, but I get why they do it. Yeah. But I would say, okay, here's the thing. It doesn't help you, and here's why. I think they if they would have done what Raw and SmackDown do, yeah. where four four weeks later they put it right back on the network, yeah. then I think, okay, it's not a bad idea, yeah. because now, literally, NXT came out and go, okay, so we're going to air the show live on Wednesday, and then on Thursday at 8, we're putting it on the network. Right. And I go, so you watch AEW on Wednesday and then NXT on Thursday. Right. Like, you, now you have no, like, right. besides if something huge happens or something, but you have, yeah. like, no reason to really watch, watch NXT on Wednesday nights anymore. Right. So I think for that just sole reason alone, yeah. it's kind of stupid. But in the bigger picture, um, NXT TV, to be honest, wasn't very good anyway. I don't no. know how you felt no, about it. No, it's not. I it's never not. really enjoy NXT TV. Takeovers, obviously, are one of the best things ever, mm-hmm. but their shows are just going... There's one big thing, and then there's a whole bunch of meh yeah. at the end of there's it. There's like, yeah. Undisputed Era comes out in the beginning, and then there's, and then there's yeah. ten things of filler, yeah. and then they have a match at the yeah. end. And Roger Strong versus yeah. somebody. So, right. But now you're going to extend that for two hours, and it's going to be live every week, and now you go... Do you think it's going to help them, though, with the two hours, and because they're going head-to-head with somebody, do you think that that's going to force them to kind of really dig into their depth a little bit in guys that maybe you haven't seen before really start getting yeah. some time where I we mean, start getting to know these characters a little bit so will it help the transition for them going to the main roster um it, i think it will help yeah. them going to the main roster i do think you could have a, like an ecw thing something yeah. better way but you better. could have yeah oh my god way better um <laughs> but you could have nxc as like a third brand and do like yeah. a whole new draft and have right. like nxc as a 
brand drafting yeah. guys because mm-hmm. I think that could really work very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think you could get guys like Damian Priest and Kushida mm-hmm. on there almost every single week, if yes. not every single week. Yes. And those are guys that I want to see on there that yeah. only on there I think they're going to go so hard the first few weeks just to kind of get the audience yeah. in. And then when AEW starts, that's when well, you're that, going to really that's see That's why, it. spoiler alert, actually, we probably shouldn't go over it, but there's spoilers from the NXT taping. Oh, yeah, like the Era 1, the Era tag, one titles. tag titles. Yeah, but those yeah, so that, that won't happen until after. No, no, that's like yeah. the week after, but they're going to come right. out with right. Rumble, yeah, exactly, should, so. right. I wouldn't be surprised to see like a tag. Like, win like, it the first yeah, Exactly, when the North American. Absolutely. You always see, like WWE, Main event, the first main event show. Kofi beat the Miz yeah. for the Intercontinental title. You always, you, like, you always get, you can't miss a show because you never know what's going to happen. But whatever. Um, it, will this will this help NXT? Will this help grow that brand even into a true viable third entity, or is it going to kill it like they did with ECW? Because when ECW first started, you're like, okay, you got a whole bunch of ECW originals, RVDs here, Kurt Angles here, Big Shows here. You had some bigger marquee guys. That were going to kind of help like coax it in while introducing new stars. Now you've got a whole bunch of guys that on the independent scene are huge names, right? And some of these guys now are to the point where I think even WWE fans know who they are. But to your point, the depth is lacking. So is this going to help? Is this going? Is the NXT brand going to be more or less viable a year from now than it is right now? Is it still going to be the cool thing? For the um, WWE, or is it just going to be another show? It'll probably be the cool thing, because Raw and SmackDown probably won't get better. Sorry to say, I'm sorry. But, I mean, NXT will still be the cool thing, but I think NXT will turn into Raw and SmackDown, awesome. where every week you go, okay, that was yeah. that was a show, but like, right. was yeah. it like really anything? Mm-hmm. Also, I heard they're adding more takeovers every year. Yeah, they're going to like looks... seven or eight takeovers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, is going to have their own like pay-per-view almost Schedule. every month, but Schedule. it's going to be... Not with the main roster stuff. I think they should. I think, honestly, if they wanted to keep doing the takeovers, I'd say they just do the joint ones with NXT UK. Like, just yes. have the UK stuff on there, too. Yeah. And that way, it's more like a pay-per-view than it is a take. Because yeah. takeovers are like, what, two and a half, three hours sometimes? Yeah. Where you just make it a full three-hour event. and Because you're going to have more depth on NXT now. Yeah. And then, because no one's going to watch that UK takeover until way after All Out. So, you know oh, what I mean? Way after All Out Royal Quest. Exactly. I mean, right. That so, oh that's what I'm saying. All right. Last question before we wrap it up here. Does AEW, if you're AEW, you're Tony Khan, you're Cody, you're the Bucks, whoever, do you care at all that NXT's going to Oh, not at all. No? No. Not, not, even a, not, bit? not a cent. Yeah. But because they, WWE like kicked themselves in the butt by setting it up where AEW can go, hey, so we're going to have a world title match tonight. Yeah. Like that, the first show, they have the women's match getting right. crowned or whatever. Right. So they have this match. No, the tags, and then, I think the third episode. Yeah, tags like the third or fourth episode. So yeah. they have all this stuff already lined up. And then you go, okay, so I'm going to watch AEW on Wednesday and watch this. And then I'm going to go no spoiler and then watch NXT the next day or something. Mm-hmm. I mean. Right. Right. Yeah. Why, why, I, yeah. Like they're not worried at all about that NXT audience mm-hmm. unless, and I think they can yeah. coincide like the Monday Night Wars where if NXT's like, oh, Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle for, yeah, the, for the title, title. then right. you go, okay, well, I got, flipping. I got, yeah. I got Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes over here for the AEW yeah. title. Which one are you watching? And then right. that's when you're going. That's, when, you're, oh, that's when that's when you're split. But at least you can get some viewership right. on that. Right. Because that's what right. NXT is going to go. Every other show that AEW doesn't do something good, NXT is going to pull something out. Mm-hmm. But that's when. AEW is going to go, oh, wait, but we got I'm pretty, this. I'm pretty excited. Like I know that AEW said this is not a war, but it's definitely a war. Yeah. And the one who wants it to be war more than anybody is Vince McMahon. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. And that's why I think that, that's why I do think Raw and SmackDown are going to get better. Especially when AEW first launches, I think that because of the momentum they're going to come in with, I just think that they're just going to be like, all right, you know what, fine. We're going to put Rollins out there every night. You know, he's going to be the man. We're going to put Roman out there. We're going to put Drew. We're going to put Dolph. We're going to put all these guys that are really, like, top-tier guys. You know, um, we're going to talk next week or maybe the following week after the King of the Ring thing happens. But I I think that that is the start of something where you're going to see a lot more... Uh, I'm gonna. You're gonna see more of a wrestling influence start taking over WWE. Less entertainment, I think, yeah. and a little more straight wrestling. I would be shocked to see guys like Rollins and Reigns hit NXT up for a little bit too. The First couple one, shows, you'll yeah. see a lot of big stars. I think, yeah, like Drew McIntyre going down for a couple takeovers. And but stuff. But that's why you said a guy, maybe not like Drew McIntyre, but like a Cesaro or a Samoa yeah. Joe, and somebody, and then have somebody like Adam Cole beat him. Yeah. Because that you establish those guys as top tier talent that you need to watch every single week because you don't know. Like they should do like a whole. NXT invasion thing to start off because if they like launch the show and then they have a whole bunch of young NXT guys attack Raw and SmackDown, yeah. then it's like, oh crap. And it's almost like they're feuding with each other, 
But at the same time, they're really all on the same team to yeah. fight AEW. So well, it's like see, it's like see, a war within a war. Well, I went I went opposite. I would go Raw and SmackDown take NXT. Yeah, because you didn't expect anyone to really other than the right. main guys. Yeah, right. NXT. Yeah, that's like, cool too. Right Simone when they Jones take over, all, yeah, and they're all trying to take over NXT. Take it back. Right. You take the originals that were there yes. early. You take it back from NXT, and then you have a mini war inside the war. Yeah. But then I think AEW sits there and goes, I don't know if many people watch WWE because. Mm. AEW is such an easy one, like two hours a week. Yeah, deal it's, it's going to be interesting. AEW is going to have to step up though, because WWE can do something wrong on Raw and then go to SmackDown and fix, and it. fix it. You know what yeah. I mean? AEW like, I got a week to sit on that crap. Yeah. You know, but it can, can also benefit though, because if you leave on a cliffhanger, like oh, for a new sure. change or something. Yeah, like, right. what oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Yeah, absolutely, no doubt about it. All right, guys, that's going to be it for episode. What are we at? 39? 39 already? My goodness, episode forty next week, guys. That's a lot of episodes. Episode 39 is officially in the books. Once again, next week we're going to be talking some fantasy football action, some tips, some tricks, some do's, some don'ts, all that good stuff. Basically, everything Kyle did, don't do. Everything Mike did, maybe. I don't know. No, well, don't draft Andrew Luck. <laughs> what are you talking about? Andrew Luck, first overall. Uh, once again, check out I'mAlwaysRightPC.com for all the latest happenings with the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast crew. For the man, for the Merck Zone, I'm the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.